guys, thank you for joining me today as we continue on with the series Outsized, Outnumbered, Outmatched. Today we're going to focus on Outnumbered. Now, we're continuing to look at Benaiah and his exploits, and the passage that we're focused on uh, over the series is 2 Samuel 23, 20-22. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, a valiant fighter from Kabzeel, performed great exploits. He struck down Moab's two mightiest warriors. He also went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. And he struck down a huge Egyptian. Although the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, Benaiah went against him with a club. He snatched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Such were the exploits of Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, who too was as famous as the three mighty warriors. So, this is the passage we want to focus on. And yesterday we talked about being outsized. Well, today we're going to deal with being outnumbered and how... You know, Benaiah has to face two of Moab's mightiest warriors, and you can see how, by our standards, he definitely is outnumbered. So, today's focus will be on Benaiah's encounter with those two mighty Moab warriors and the fact that he was outnumbered two to one. These were no ordinary warriors. In fact, they were referred to as lion like. Benaiah should have been in trouble just facing one of them, but two meant he was definitely in for it. At least, you know, by our standards, he would be. Yet, Benaiah prevails against the odds and kills both of the Moab warriors. That was sure to get some attention. Throughout Benaiah's life, you see God's favor, and that is something that is definitely worth taking note of. Do you know what it feels like to be outnumbered? I bet you do. At some point, you have wanted to do something that left you outnumbered, meaning that you had more people against you than for you. Maybe it was a literal fight. But I'm sure most of you, you know, I'm, I'm sure most of you out there have felt outnumbered at some point. You may be outnumbered at home. <laughs> I know I am. My son is grown and gone, so that leaves me against three girls. Sometimes I can flip one of my daughters to my side, but oftentimes I'm outnumbered for sure. You know, but on a serious note, being outnumbered can definitely be found when you know when you're dealing with peer pressure our kids are bombarded with it at school on social media movies tv music etc you may deal with that as an adult as well you know at work or on social media or in other areas you know if you stand for something that is contrary to what is politically correct or popular you you'll definitely find yourself in situations that leave you outnumbered you know like being a good person in politics you see, using peer pressure, you know, in numbers makes a lot of people scared or nervous, you know, about taking a stand. And that definitely can be true when it comes to being a Christian in a world that is so, seems to be so against God. And so taking a stand in your workplace, taking a stand just around your friends, around different people, you know, taking a stand for, for what's right and living according to God's word can oftentimes be very, very difficult and, and tough. And you face a lot of um, peer pressure sometimes to conform or you definitely can be outnumbered uh, a lot of times. So oftentimes people will cave and go with the crowd, though. They did in Jesus's day. When Jesus went to the cross, the numbers were definitely against him. People went with the crowd because they were afraid to go against them. 
when Peter was confronted by multiple people, he denied even knowing Jesus. Standing against peer pressure and being outnumbered um, at the same time, it can be very intimidating, especially if you're not a confrontational person. So let's take a look at someone who knows all about being outnumbered. The prophet Elijah is all too familiar with this. In 1 Kings 18, you can read about this encounter, but I'll sum it up and set the stage for the verses that, I, that we will focus on you know, during today's message. So a lot of this is just me kind of paraphrasing and, uh, and just kind of giving you a quick run through to get you to where we want to focus. And so, you know, at this point where we're going to start talking about Elijah, at this point, all of God's prophets have been killed and Elijah was the only one left in Israel. And King Ahab had been looking for Elijah, but was unable to find him until one day when Elijah, you know, goes and meets him basically. And when he goes to meet him, he, 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 you see that the nation had turned away from God and was worshiping false gods. You know, God's known as Baal and Asherah. So God sent Elijah to issue a showdown between you know him and them. You know, and Elijah representing God versus 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Asherah, that's 850 to 1. I would say that by any standard, Elijah was definitely outnumbered. So at Mount Carmel, the showdown begins, and Elijah tells them to go first because he, you know, he knows who's going to win, but he lets them go first. And the challenge was that each side would set up like a burnt offering, basically, and they would prepare the bull the way they do it and place it on the altar, so to speak, and or on a, a good way to put it is on the burn pile, and and they would prepare it, and the goal was they were not to light it, and their goal was to ask their God to send fire down to consume it to burn up the offering, you know. So the battle was to see whose God could light the the sacrifice, the bull, on fire and consume it and burn it. So after watching the prophets of Baal and Asherah dance, shout, and cut themselves, and by the way, at this point, my youngest child would say, these guys need a timeout. Um, but Elijah taunts them and makes fun of them, which is funny to say the least, but in the end, nothing happens, and now it's the moment of truth, and Elijah is on deck. He has the other prophets do something totally strange, totally against you know, physics. And he tells them, he goes, so he has the other prophets soak, well, not just soak, but saturate everything on his burn pile. So everything on his offering, the, the altar that he built and the bull on there, he has them soak everything to the point that the ground is soaked and the trench that was dug around it filled with water. And so the dirt was, the ground was saturated with water as well. Elijah is so confident that God will show up and show out that he raised the stakes by having, you know, his bull completely soaked with water. Now, if you're trying to burn something up, you know, the last thing you want to do is saturate it with water. But God, but Elijah knew God would show up and he knew that raising the stakes like this would just make it even 
make there even less doubt and it would just it, it would glorify God even more. So you see when God shows up, he leaves no room for doubt. And in, ver and in two verses, Elijah tells us the secret to his confidence. In verse 36, you know, because so we're in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 36, at the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's so they could understand, you know, exactly what God he was praying to. And so he, he says, the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, or Isaac and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me, so these people will know that you, Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again so much like it was with David, he used David defeating Goliath to turn the hearts of the army back to him and they were able to go conquer the Philistines. Well, did you catch what he said though? And this is what's so important. Did you catch what he said? He says, let it be known today that you are God and I am your servant. He belonged to God. Elijah was confident in who, he was confident even when he was outnumbered because he knew whose he was. He knew that he belonged to the one true God, the God who controls the universe, the one who knew him before there was time. That is who was on his side. How could he lose? The other side never stood a chance. The Bible goes on to say that Elijah prayed, fire came down and consumed everything, even the rocks, and it was so hot it dried up all the water on the ground. Elijah did not care about being you know, outnumbered. He didn't care about the numbers because he knew that no amount of prophets could stand against God. Elijah and Benaiah knew who they belonged to and who was on their side. They had confidence that God was with them. They walked with God and allowed God to work through them to do mighty things. And, and in turn, God showed them favor. I believe Benaiah was fearless and he had great success even when the odds were against him because he honored God and walked in his favor. What makes Benaiah stand out from the crowd? What makes us take notice of him like David did? The favor of God was on his life and that allowed him to do some incredible things despite the odds. Like being one of the 30 mighty men, yet the Bible says that he received greater honor than any of the 30. Why? Why? Because God's favor. When you walk in his favor, people take notice. And there will be times when you will defy the odds and people will want to know how was that possible? What an opportunity to share the gospel. I'll say this in closing. Our kids are facing tremendous amounts of peer pressure. They are outnumbered and will be ridiculed, bullied, and pressured into conforming to whatever the socially acceptable thing is at the time. We have to raise them up to be confident in who they are because of whose they are. They have to know who God is and what they stand for. They have to know that Jesus is on their side and he fights for them. But they must see it in us. We must model the faith and show them how to stand for God 
with boldness like Elijah and Benaiah, while extending the love and grace of Jesus. Matthew 5.16 says, In the same way let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. In heaven. Being outnumbered just means God gets all the glory. So when you feel outnumbered, let your light shine and watch God show up and show out. He will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. God, we love you so much. We seek you daily. We seek your presence. God, we want to walk in your favor so that when we come into those difficult times, whether we're outsized or outnumbered, we walk in favor because we know that you walk with us. You are on our side. You fight for us. And if you fight for us, who can stand? Who can come against us that we need to worry? Who can, it doesn't matter how many, it doesn't matter how big the problem is. What problem, what amount of people can come against us that we have to worry when you are on our side? God, you give us the power to be more than conquerors. You give us the power to walk in favor and in strength because you are with us. Lord, I pray as we go through this day that we will not only be an example for our kids, but we'll be an example and a light to all those around us. That they will see you work in us in a mighty way. And when we come up against obstacles, or difficulties like being outnumbered or pressured, I pray that they would see resolve. I pray that they would see strength and character. I pray that they would see you shining through us so that we might be a light in this dark world. God, I pray that if there's anyone out there that doesn't know you, I pray that they would ask you to save them today. I pray that they would just ask you to forgive them for all their sins and I pray that they would ask you to come into their heart and save them and let you be their Lord the Lord of their life I pray that you would break chains off of them that you would restore hope in them and I pray that they would learn to walk in your favor and I pray that if they choose to follow you I pray they would tell someone and share that with someone God go with us today Watch over us and give us an opportunity to just be a light for you. We love you. Amen.